You are listening to the Not So Darling Podcast. Hey, this is your host, Tanya Phillips, a socially awkward overthinker with the vocabulary of a well-educated sailor. On Not So Darling, we will discuss beauty, fashion, wellness, hot topics, honest conversations about family, friendship, marriage, and motherhood, and not taking ourselves so seriously because being perfect is lame. On this episode of Not So Darling, I will be talking with Amanda Browning. Amanda lives in Indianapolis and is a wife, mom of four, and turned her love of fitness and helping others into a business, offering women the small group vibe of a boutique fitness community, but with the convenience of doing it at home. She has a passion for dance and curbing her giant sweet tooth with healthy-ish recipes. Amanda and I talk about everything from family, fitness, healthy-ish food recipes, and more. She is the sweetest person with the sweetest voice, and I know you will be just mesmerized by her as I am. Hello, Amanda. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, Tanya. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited and a little nervous to be here. No, don't be nervous. It's okay. Um, I am very excited to, to have you on. I definitely miss seeing your face. Oh, I miss you all too. <laughs> so tell my listeners um, a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, so my, again, my name is Amanda Browning and my family and I live just outside of Indianapolis. So in Fishers, Indiana, um, I have um, a wonderful husband. We've been married 11 years and we have four kids. So ages seven, six, two, and then 13 months. So we're, we're kind of a busy crew, a crazy yes. crew. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I, for work, um, I am an entrepreneur, so I do own my own small business and it is a health and fitness business, um, where I have strived to create that like boutique fitness vibe, but from the comfort of your own home. So what I do is I curate, um, and then host and coach women through fitness programs, but on a virtual platform, which means they can do it anytime, anywhere, but yet they still have that great community um, and that great support, accountability. Um, and then of course, like all the health and wellness com- wellness components that kind of go in that fitness realm. Mm, I love that. I love, um, especially right now during these times, this is like a perfect time for the virtual fitness industry. Yes, it has. Um, I know it has been a blessing. Well, for me personally, um, just in my own experience, but but for many many others, who who have been going to gyms, have been going to you know their favorite bar three class or CrossFit class um, or yoga class, and that all of a sudden they may not have a place. Um, they may not have that community anymore. So it's been a great outlet for them, even if it's just something temporary for them to do kind of in this interim until they can get back to their normal schedule. Um, but I also, uh, love it for, um, I have a lot of new moms who maybe 
are in that kind of six week window, but still want some support and connection in the realm of moving and fitness. Um, so I do work with a lot of new moms. I also work with a lot of busy corporate people who maybe can't get into a class or even get to the gym because of their schedule, but they could rock out a 30 minute home workout. So um, that's been really fun to reach a very wide range of women, but through that thread of health and fitness. Yes, I, I love that too, because, you know, as a as me as a person forever, I would say there is no way I can work out at home. I just, I was just motivated with, you know, by other people and, and seeing people and going into the studio and experiencing it all as a, as a group. And I still love that. But if you would have asked me if I would have been able to survive two months at home, um, trying to work out virtually, I would have told you, yeah, right. But I've actually done it and I've really gotten, um, you know, kind of used to it and, and, and enjoy it. So, um, I, I love the fact that you are, um, helping, you know, other women, um, move their bodies, whether it be a new mom or a working mom. And it, it is, it's so good too, because it's flexible, um, to where you, if you couldn't do it at a certain time or whatever, you could always go back and virtually, you know, watch something, um, if it's recorded. Yes, exactly. Um, and all, you know, our country has a wide range of time zones. So that means that I can work with people that are on East Coast time and I can work with people that are on mountain time. I have some clients who are out in California. And then um, also the platform that I use opens me up to reach Canada as well. Um, and we're working on France. So it, it gives me a lot of options and a lot of flexibility as well as those people, you know, who are looking for an at home option. Yeah. So I know that you, um, were a dancer. Tell us a little bit about your background in dance and, um, you know, how, when, when did your love of dance begin? <laughs> so, um, dance was, was my first love for sure. And, but I didn't start until later. Um, I feel like most, um, people who go on to dance professionally probably started at a very young age. Um, and that was not me. So I grew up in a very musical household. Both my parents, um, are classical professional musicians. And when my mother, um, when she started a family, she chose to stay home. And so she opened up a piano studio in our house. Um, and she tried very hard <laughs> for me to play piano and she even outsourced me to another teacher, but I just, I just didn't have the passion. And, um, I had a really hard time sitting still and I just wanted to move. I mean, I always had this love of, of music, um, but I wanted to move to it. I didn't, I didn't want to sit and make it. So, uh, I, they finally did enroll me in some dance classes and I, I just fell in love and I, I wasn't good at it. I wasn't a natural. Um, I had to work very, very hard, but I love that much. I love that component of it even more, you know, that I, I had to work on something that was totally mine. No one else's. Yeah. So, so what type of dance did you do and how long did you do it? And what age were you? Because when I was younger, I was in um, a couple um, dance. My, my mom put me in a, a dance classes and I loved it. Um, and I don't know what happened. It's just, I was always into moving my body as well. And um, my grandmother actually put me into piano lessons when I was younger. And I remember some of those things that I did, but I, I just, it wasn't 
I loved it, but it wasn't like a true passion. Um, and so as a dancer, I really enjoyed that. And then I kind of fell into the cheerleading side of it. But once I was a cheerleader, um, they would always have me learn all the chore the choreograph. I can't talk choreography. There you go. Of, of, of the dances for, um, uh, the cheerleading team. Um, and so I, I really lo loved it, but I don't know what happened. It just kind of fell off. But w when, when did you start? Cause I know I was younger and then into like the middle school age, I kind of just stopped. <laughs> so, um, I can totally see you as a cheerleader too, though. Like you're, <laughs> you're just so full of like spirit and, um, that, like you just have that energy. Oh. Uh, so I can totally see that. But I, I, so I took my very first class when I was nine, but I just went once a week, one hour. And then when I was in junior high, that's when I started taking more than one class a week. And, um, the studio that I danced for, they would do like the big classical ballets and you had to audition. And I did not make it, uh, the first several attempts that I auditioned. Um, but I finally did. And I think that's when I really started advancing is when I was taking multiple classes a week. Obviously you have to practice something, um, often to progress. Yeah. So, but I, I fell in love immediately I, and I loved everything. I loved the costumes and the grace and the artistry. Um, and I also loved that I could be kind of a totally different person on stage and it was acceptable. You know, I've never, I've never been very successful in the realm of public speaking. So acting kind of frightened me verbally. Um, but I definitely felt like I could embody a character through my body on stage. Um, so that was all ballet. And then when I was a junior in high school, I had the option of either taking a PE class, which I don't think anybody really enjoys high school PE or, um, <laughs> Or I could take a dance class before school at the local university. And it was, it was ridiculously early. It was like 6.45. I mean, now that doesn't seem that early, but when you're a high schooler, it, it does it seem is. early. <laughs> so I would dance at 6.45 every morning before school, and that counted as my PE credit. And that's when I was introduced into the world of modern dance and contemporary dance, um, but also choreography. And and I just loved it. Um, so I did go, I went to school for dance. I have my degree um, in dance and I went in as a ballet major thinking that's what I wanted to do. But I did come out with a, a modern major and uh, an emphasis in choreography just because it, it was more me and it fit my body type more. And um, I just felt like that, that was the niche I wanted to be in. Oh, I love that. Oh, I just, I think about that. I've, I'm a big fan of Dancing with the Stars. So when I'm like, can they just have one where it's not stars, but it's some like <laughs> just everyday people because I want to go on that show. It's like, I want to learn those dances. And I've just always had that passion, but I just feel like now at this age, you know, I would love to, to do that. Is there, I mean, is it too late now? No, <laughs> but is it a possibility? Yeah. Is it a possibility to learn or where would you even start for that? Something like that. Um, you, you would be surprised. Most studios have adult options for classes. You just okay. kind of for them. So I know where you are. Well, I'll send you some options. Yes. Yeah. 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 Thank you. So. Um, 
you know, how did you turn your love of dance and then into fitness and now into helping others um, and starting a business? Yeah, so I um, I danced professionally, um, and I and I still do, but not not quite as much now with a family. But so after I had had my daughter, I was um, still dancing a ton. I was actually teaching dance at a local college, um, and then teaching dance at night, and then rehearsing during the day. And I was super super busy. Um, you know, and then obviously trying to get my body back into shape after having a baby. Cause I, I was definitely one of those moms who like ate everything and anything like in the name of being pregnant, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, like I lived off of sweet potato fries and queso. Oh, well, so. mine was totally worse because when I had Braxton, I think I gained 40 pounds. It was 40 and I loved McDonald's French fries all the time. <laughs> I was constantly eating those. Anything, yeah, it was just bad at the end. I was so swollen, but anyway, sorry. No, no worries. So, um, and then I found out that we were expecting baby number two, which kind of rocked our world. And in the midst of that, uh, my husband's job was transferred. We were living in Colorado at the time. And we were transferred to just outside of Louisville, so Jeffersonville, Indiana. And I didn't want to go. I didn't want to leave my whole world, basically, and move to what I kind of thought was in the middle of nowhere, because I didn't really understand where. I was like, oh, Indiana. Like, really, Indiana? But now I love Indiana. Like, so um, anyway, so there was a lot of emotional eating. And so during the move, I had totally stopped moving. You know, I went from moving all day long, never having to really exercise because of, of, of my dance career to being at home with two babies, you know, like twice the, the baby weight and, and basically being alone all the time because of my husband's job. He was traveling all the time. Um, he was rocking it professionally, but that meant that I was alone for most of the time. So I, um, I did do a lot of emotional eating and, um, you know, I had a colicky baby anyway. So I knew that I needed to do something. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and so I went to the local Y and you dropped the kids off in the childcare. And I just like stood in the, like the massive wellness center weight room, you know, where there's all those people and all those, yeah. and you don't even know where to begin. You know, you've got like this whole row of treadmills, like a row of ellipticals. And I, I didn't really know what to do. Like I knew I should do something. I knew this would make me feel better, but I didn't know where to begin. And I don't even know how I ended up in a group fitness class. I think maybe I bumped into somebody and they were headed there and invited me <laughs> along. But long story short, I fell in love with group fitness because I went in and the instructor knew my name. You know, she kind of, and we became friends. There was that relationship component to to my fitness journey. And that to me was more important than the weight I started to lose because it was, it was confidence. It was a connection. It was me feeling better in my own skin because of the relationships that I was building. You know, and I remember like one week I kind of, um, I hate the phrase fell off the wagon, but I kind of just went MIA for like two weeks. And I remember like my favorite instructor reached out to me. He's like, Hey, are you okay? Like I've, I've missed you. How are you doing? How can I help you? You know, and she didn't have to do that. Like that wasn't her job. And, 
to me, that made such a huge, huge impact. So that's when I really started to fall in love with this idea of, of relationships being part of your health and wellness journey. About two years in to, to me kind of getting back to me, getting, finding my body again, finding my strength again, um, starting to really love my body uh, again, uh, my daughter needed some major therapy that insurance could not pay for. And I remember just thinking, like, how are we going to swing this? Like, she needs this, but um, how am I going to make this happen? And that's when I, well, I knew Bethany, as you know, Bethany, yeah. uh, from, from the dance world, because she was also a dancer. And I knew that she had started teaching at this really great place that she loved. And she had mentioned that they were looking for instructors. And so I said, hey, Bethany, like, do you think, do you think I could be, a, could I do this? You know, I, I'd never taught group fitness before. Um, that was way outside of my comfort zone. And she was like, yes, you should totally do this. So she introduced me to Nikki and that's how the whole, um, ball got started with my journey with group fitness and bar three. Uh, yeah. And I, and I've loved it ever since. So fast forward again. Um, yeah. we moved one more time to Indianapolis and, um, my, my group fitness teaching stopped just the transition and the phase of life I was in and they didn't have the studio that I loved a lot of different things happening along with baby number four. And I just, I just missed having, again, that community. I missed having those relationships. Um, I missed being able to walk alongside women, even if it was just a smile or a good morning or like, yes, you can do one more squat. I promise you can. Um, I missed having that. And and so that's when I thought, you know what, maybe, maybe I should do something for myself. And I, I never thought in a million years that I would own my own business or be an entrepreneur. Um, and, but I am. <laughs> so, and I, uh, and I, I think that's what I love the most is that I can use my, my passion, um, but also my experience to, to help other women, whether it's through uh, helping them walk through some postpartum depression, or again, just getting them to feel more confident in their own skin, you know, or giving them a place, a safe place where they can just work on them and be real and be authentic. Yeah. I want, I wanted, I wanted to be able to provide a place. Yeah. And I can totally see you doing that. You're such a sweet beautiful like inside and out person and um I uh I'm so happy that you're you know you have found something um that you can help others with and then I, but I, I also miss your face and and your classes at bar three here locally but um you know with your fitness journey um and being a mom how, how do you manage all of that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> how do you manage all of that? Um, before, with four kids and now, you know, you have four kids, right? Yeah. yeah. Now. And, um, you know, how, how do you do that? Cause a lot of moms are intimidated. Like you said at the Y, uh, that's where I started in the beginning. Um, years and years ago, but, um, before I even had Braxton, I, 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 you know, was active, but I was never really a, a fitness person. I didn't really go to gyms. And when I went to the gym, I remember my friend Renee, who I just had on, um, she, we walked in and 
she walked to the white room and I'm like, uh, no, I'm not going in there. And she was like, why? I'm like, I know there's guys in there. There's just weird. It's, I don't know. I don't know how to do any of those machines. And she was like, you'll be fine. Just come on. And I'm like, no. And I, I wouldn't. And I ended up just going on the treadmill and doing those things. And then, um, somebody, I, I, I met someone who is a dear best friend of mine. Her name's Tara. Um, at the gym, we were um, working out together next to each other. And this is after I had Braxton. So her daughter, Sydney and Braxton had basically grew up together and um, they were not even two years old, I don't think. And we would do, we would go and like put our kids into the daycare and we would go and work out. And so I think she was like, you, we should try these cycle classes. And I'm like, I would die. There's no way I can do it. And like, I took the first class and I, became instantly hooked yes. and I became an instructor there um and taught the spin classes and some boot camp classes and um some uh, weight training classes and then um yeah and so I, I you know with my journey it was kind of crazy because I got really really ill and found out that I had celiac disease and so I wasn't able to go back to that fitness so that's where I found bar three um which has helped you know, my body get back to like somewhat of a normal and, and good physical condition, um, that I'm still, you know, working on, but, um, yeah, that's, that's why I love bar three is because it helped me so much. Um, but, but like I said, with, with that being said, you know, moms go into, um, these studios or these workout places, or maybe they don't have childcare or they're afraid, you know, to take their kids out. And with this pandemic going on now, it's even more scarier um, for all of us, not only the kids and, and, and adults, but, you know, having this virtual fitness is a great way. And then having connections with it, because typically, you know, you can get a video and watch it, or you can do a, a, a online class, but, having someone virtually be there and like you say, support them is so, so good. So anyways, I've kind of went on <laughs> another one, but, but you know, how do you manage that? How do you manage your, your life? So I used to be one of those people who thought that I could not work out with my kids around. Um, you know, like that was, that was my me time. I needed that. But obviously, as life kind of progressed and shifted and changed, um, that that had to change as well, like because that was no longer realistic. Um, so how I juggle, I get up very, very early, um, which is something I've kind of had to train myself to do. But I know that if I want some time to myself, some me time, um, where I can just work on work on me, um, that that has to happen. So I'm usually up by five a.m. And the kids typically don't get up to like 6, 45, 7. Now that COVID's happened, that's even later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, so how I juggle is I, I wake up and um, I have time where I can read. Um, I usually dive into some like scripture or a personal development book, something to help me grow me. Um, and I also have a gratitude practice where regardless of what's going on that day, I try to at least write down five things that I'm grateful for. And then if I feel like I'm getting frustrated or losing my cool, I can always go back to those five things. I, I literally count them on my fingers and then it kind of helps me just gauge 
my temperament a little bit, kind of brings my mind back into check. Um, and then I have some time where I can journal, I write my goals down and then, and then I work out and some of the time I'm by myself, but most of the time the kids are starting to wake up and, you know, I just invite them to join me. I'm like, Hey, you want to come do some squats with me? Like, do you want to come do some jumping jacks with me? Or can you hold this plank longer than I can? And, and so I think what started off as being very much a me thing where I felt like I had to be isolated in order to do it has very much become just part of our family life. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously there are hiccups. Like there are days where I've got to change two diapers in the middle of a, in the middle of a workout, but you know, that's just part of it. Um, and I think it used to really frustrate me, but now I just accept it. Like they, you know what, they're seeing their mom practice some really healthy habits. Um, worst, worst case scenario, they join in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I, I try to keep it flexible. Um, obviously my, my workout is kind of a non-negotiable for me just cause it's, it's my therapy. I know how it boosts my mood and it gets, gets me up and going for my day, um, helps with those endorphins and just, and just my whole mindset. Um, but also I want to make sure that I'm practicing what I preach. I, you know, I, as a leader, I always want to, I want to present myself from the front. I want to lead from the front and I want to lead by example. So if I want to project, um, a healthy lifestyle in these, in these virtual groups that I host, I've got to be doing the work as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, um, that's such a great attitude towards um, being a mom and having multiple children and just doing it, even if there's interruptions or, um, you know, it's not the ideal because like I told you in the beginning, I was the same way. I, I had to have my time, you know, even though my son is 13, he doesn't now he's, you'll see him come in and out every now and then, but, um, you know, it's a little bit easier, but, um, I would say that I would definitely, um, I love the fact that, you know, it's just, it is what it is. So yesterday when I was doing a workout, I had to stop because they needed my husband, um, and I needed my help for him to help him carry something across the street. Cause he's doing some work for someone across the street. And so he was like, can you help me carry this countertop over across the street? And I said, sure. So I had to stop mid, uh, midway, but then I came back and picked it right back up. So, um, sometimes I think we get into our heads and we just say to ourselves, like, Oh, we'll forget it. Then if I, you know, if I can't do this, you know, I, I'm not going to do it. Right. And, and that's kind of the way I feel about food right now. So I know you love cooking, um, and making healthy recipes and, um, healthy dishes. And I am very, um, since I found out I had celiac disease, I had been just mad at food. Um, and I, because I couldn't go back to what I ate before. And so it, it was like, and I'm not a, I'm going to admit, I just, I'm not a big fan of cooking. I'm not like, I don't like it that much, but I don't know if it's because I'm just agitated with that. Um, and so how do you make these healthiest recipes? Um, because I need help with that. <laughs> okay. So, um, I, I have the world's biggest sweet tooth. It, <laughs> I do like, I, I could probably well, if I let myself, I'd eat chocolate all day. Um, so I've really had to find ways where I can still love the food that I love and eat it without that feeling of guilt. 
you know, cause I think, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, um, when they do give themselves a treat, then they feel guilty afterwards. And that's, that's so not what I'm about at all. Like I, I do think food was designed for us to enjoy. Um, and if we, and if we use it well, if we use it as fuel, then that opens up the doors to where we can eat it in moderation and enjoy and enjoy it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously with you, right, celiac, that, that is a, a huge hurdle, um, yeah. and does limit what you can, what you can intake. But, um, thankfully there are so many, um, recipes and resources now, now that celiac, there's so much more awareness for it. Um, I yeah. do think there's a lot of options and I'll send do something. I've got some great, great, um, meal plans and recipes and stuff that I use with my clients all the time. So I'll send them your way. Cause I think okay, you'd like great. them. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. But the, how, how I, I do enjoy cooking. I don't enjoy cleaning up. So if I never not cook, it's, it's because I just don't want to do dishes. <laughs> See, that's so funny because it's, it's the opposite for me. I don't really enjoy cooking, but I love cleaning. So I would just, if you cook, then I'll just come and clean. <laughs> hey, done, done. I ever, like, I always said, like, if I, if I had all the money in the world, like I would just tell the cook what to make me. I would just have my own personal chef, but yeah, um, that's, that's not an option right now. Yeah. <laughs> So, but so healthiest recipes. So what I have done, um, again, because I'm, I'm a foodie, I love it is I've really just tried to eat in moderation. Um, so I, when I have the option to make what I call a healthy swap, I take it. So like, if you are a pasta lover, you could try doing spaghetti squash and right away you've just swapped like a pile of carbs. Again, carbs aren't evil. Carbs aren't bad, but sometimes a bowl of pasta is a tremendous amount of carbs. And that might be your entire carb intake for the end day. So what I would do is I would swap those for spaghetti squash and you can still put your toppings on and stuff, but you've just, you've provided an extra intake for your vegetable. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Cause you're, you're going to get a good vegetable yes. uh, for healthy fuel to your bodies. It's a, um, that's a yeah. And something else, that I've done to help myself is that I try to get a vegetable in, in each meal. Mm-hmm. And I know right away, like I, the idea of eating vegetables for breakfast was really gross to me at first, yeah. um, but smoothies have become my best friend. So I can like hide the spinach in a smoothie and not even taste it. And right away I've gotten like some fiber and some folic acid and lots of nutrients packed in that breakfast smoothie. You know, and then for lunch, I'll often do some combination of a salad um, with a side. And then for dinner, like I love roasted vegetables and my family does too. So that's a win. So there's usually some type of roasted vegetable for dinner as well. Mm, that's cool. um, yeah. And then I try to like other things that I've discovered along the way, like cooking with coconut oil instead of like a vegetable oil or um, using coconut brown sugar. I don't know if you've ever tried it, but it's, it's amazing. No, I've never tried that. Yeah. So like, like if you would normal, like if you would sprinkle brown sugar on something like oatmeal, then you can just sprinkle coconut brown sugar on. And that, I think it actually tastes better. See, I'm real bad about like mixing sweet with, um, I don't like sweet potatoes very much, um, as a, like for a vegetable, um, or adding like some of those things. So I am a little picky on some stuff, but um, not very picky, but just on that, I don't. And, and same like with, um, smoothies, I have tried so many smoothies <laughs> and I'm like, 
I am not a big fan of those. And I'd rather eat the fruit than drink it. And people are like, you need the protein because I do need protein. But I've, I've tried some of the protein powders and there's some better than others, but a lot of them I've tried are just, oh, I just didn't like. And maybe it's the way I make it because like I said, I'm not a big fan of cooking or making things. So I don't, I don't have the, I think it's the patience of, of doing it all and just the 1500 steps that I say like to make something gluten-free it's like you've got to have this and you gotta have this and this is you have like 15 items to make a cookie and I'm like nope not gonna do it listening to you I'm like I need to get more motivation into you know thinking about those things but I'm just you know slacker when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to the cooking part oh it, it'll baby steps, baby steps. Like I, I often tell my clients and like the things that I tell my clients, like I'm, pre I'm preaching to myself as well, like keeping myself accountable. So, um, I, I, I definitely need that, um, that support just for my own practice as well. But, um, you, I just say baby steps, you know, baby steps. So if like, say you are a big soda drinker, um, if you just swap out one soda a day for a glass of water, you just make that one easy swap, like that's progress, you know? Mm -hmm. And then maybe the next day you swap out that second soda for another glass of water. That's even more progress. Like even if you made it, um, I had a girl uh, start and she said, I only could make it nine minutes in my workout before I worked out. Like, I feel like such a failure. And I said, girl, like the fact that you made nine minutes in is huge. That, that, that is worth celebrating. That is worth giving yourself a pat on the back for. And then tomorrow, when you try it again, see if you can go 10 minutes. And the next yeah. day, see if you can go 11 minutes. So my recommendation, recommendation to anyone, whether it's in like the food realm of things or the fitness mm -hmm. realm of things is, is baby steps, you know, and then give yourself a lot of grace. Like we, we are not, not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Um, and and so I feel like you just, you have to take it in stride. And especially uh, with kids in tow, you have to allow some flexibility. There are going to be days when you just need to go out for ice cream, right? There are things that are worth yeah. celebrating with food. Like you want to have birthday cake on a birthday. You want to be able to have pizza night and watch a movie with your kids and not think twice about that. And so that's why yeah. I just think like really eating in moderation is for me personally has been the way to go. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you because I've seen and being from the fitness industry and having friends and, and diets, I've seen all these different types of diets and, and plans and, and they do work at first because your body's, you know, going through something new. And, and I'm not saying that they're not they're not all bad. They're not all good. It's just, you know, I see these things, but honestly, the key to being successful in, with your diet or, um, your fitness is just moderation and continuing just to keep going and, and, and not let, you know, a, like you said, um, you know, if you want to have chips one day, it's okay you know, it is okay. Those chips are not going to kill you or having one time in that day, you know? Right. So just trying to incorporate more fruit, more vegetables, eating healthier. And what is some of your things, um, as far as like, if you splurge or if you go out, um, are some of your, I know you said you have a sweet tooth, so. I do. I, I typically 
splurge with my desserts, like my, yeah. <laughs> and, um, I'll, I'll even like, you know, use oatmeal in my cookies or something to make them healthier. Uh, but really like if, if I'm going all in, I want like the warm gooey chocolate chip cookie with ice cream on the top. Oh, like yeah. that's my, yeah, yeah. That's, that's my weakness right there. <laughs> yeah. You can get my mouth watering now. Okay. So, so can you, yeah. Can you give moms any advice, um, on how to achieve a healthy balance of fitness, food, and family? Yes. Um, so this, this is my passion right here. Because I feel like often moms will either, um, well, I should just say like they, because they are embracing motherhood and they are giving everything to their kids, um, their time, their bodies, obviously all of their effort, they're not saving anything for themselves. And I know this was my, my mindset at two, first too, was that if I spent time on myself, that was selfish and because I should be doing something else with that time. I should be doing some laundry. I should be doing some dishes. I should be cleaning something somewhere or practicing some gross motor skill with my child. You know, like I felt that by taking even just 30 minutes for myself, I was being selfish and I wasn't being a good mother. I wasn't being a good wife. When really, when I actually brought that into my, my daily routine, I had so much more to give to everybody else. When I worked out, whether it was, you know, at the Y or whether it was at home with everybody running around, I just felt so much better. Like I had more mental clarity, you know, I had that endorphin boost, but I also just felt physically better about myself, which probably meant that my response to everything going on in my world was a little bit more joyful, right? When we, when we love ourselves, we just have more love to give to other people. Mm -hmm. um, For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously like when I took the time or that little bit of extra, extra effort to make that healthy swap, um, then I had that, I knew that I was giving something back to my kids. You know, again, we, we have ice cream nights, we have pizza nights, but I know that when I serve a side salad with that pizza, like they are getting fiber and they're just getting and they're, that. And then yeah, they and, yeah. And they're getting used to that because if you don't introduce those things to them, then they're going to not have a kind of a healthy balance in food either. So they may just want to eat pizza, pizza, pizza or chicken nuggets or whatever. Um, but if you introduce those vegetables, then they're going to more, most likely like them and eat them and are like eating them that we should say, cause you know, yeah. some, and, and there are some vegetables and fruits that I don't particularly like, but I still eat fruit and vegetables. So, you know, not everyone's going to like everything, but I think what you're doing is, is great. So my, I guess all that to say, like my, my biggest piece of advice for women is don't, don't be afraid to set time out for yourself. Like I used to think that self-care, which I know is kind of a buzzword right now was like, you had to go to a spa, you had to go get a mani-pedi, you had to go like take a travel vaca tropical vacation somewhere in the name of self-care. And, um, a, that's just not realistic for a busy mama and B, especially Especially now with the quarantine and COVID and all this, like those are, those are definitely not options. 
Um, so you have to create self-care self practices for yourself in your own home that you can do in order to help you manage the rest of your day. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Yes, oh, for sure. For sure, because um, as much as you feel, it, it's, it's sad to say that women feel guilt or bad about taking some time for themselves so that they can be better and feel better. And then it's just going to just be better for their family. Um, so taking that time out, um, and, and, and making time for yourself and to stay healthy in mind and body and movement, I think is just like key to being successful as a mom or, um, a wife, or just in general as a person. Mm -hmm. I couldn't agree more. Okay. Well, I have so enjoyed talking to you and, and I've come to the last four questions that I ask all my guests. <laughs> um, <laughs> so name something in your life you've done that wasn't so darling. Okay. So this, when you sent over those questions, this made me laugh because I thought, oh my goodness, where, <laughs> where, where did I begin? Um, no, I totally cannot see you doing anything that wasn't so darling. I have to say, like, I just see you as this angel. I, I do. I'm like, oh, this angel. And I just look up and I'm like, oh, like right now I'm just looking up and I'm like, to the sky thinking, oh, she, you know, you just have this voice. Your voice is just great. And, and just your, just you as a person. I mean, just knowing you. So. <laughs> well, you, so you're going to laugh at this story. And, um, cause it has to do with where we met, which was, um, the bar three studio off of Frankfurt Avenue in Louisville. So they, they had childcare, which made it, um, an option for me to work there. Cause I could bring, bring my son and we were walking in. It was probably like, Oh, 20 minutes before class. And he had this massive diaper explosion. I mean, massive. Oh. And it like seeped through his pants onto me. And so I'm standing there in the bar three studio in the lobby and I'm, I'm covered in all sorts of nastiness. It was so gross. <laughs> so, and so I, um, I looked at the beautiful receptionist, Danielle, and I said, Danielle, I have to buy some pants. And so thankfully they have, you know, they've got the rack of their super cute apparel and she said, well, which ones do you want? I was like, I don't care. I don't care. I just need pants now. And so I took everybody to the bathroom and I'm like trying to get him cleaned up, get myself cleaned up. I mean, the stench is horrible. And he takes the balled up wrapper and he throws it into the toilet and then he flushes the toilet oh, and then the toilet clogs and then it overflows. So here we are, like, <laughs> both of us are still covered in, like, excrement. The toilet is overflowing. I can hear clients, you know, you all are coming in, you're in the lobby, and I'm just, like, sweating bullets. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm, like, panicking, panicking. And I'm like, all right, we got to do this. We got to do this. So I finally get everybody cleaned up, um, and I just threw our clothes away. I had an extra pair of pants for him. I threw my pants away in the trash can. I think I ran the trash like out to the back and came back in like strapped on my mic and taught a class. And I felt so bad because I knew I smelled terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and I think we had just done this training where we were supposed to like um, implement these like new hands-on cues and corrections for you all to like, you know, help, help you through your workout. And I, I knew I just smelled like a dirty diaper. Oh, my so that was, so my, that was yeah. my not so moment. <laughs> I, I have to say that definitely needs to go into a baby book. <laughs> you have to, you know, throw this up to him a, a, a little bit when he gets older, <laughs> but it's so funny. And it's, 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 it's funny, but it's cute. I don't know. But, um, I love it. Okay. So how, um, who, sorry, who do you find to be so darling? That's such another like tough question. Like it's an easy, tough one, you know, cause so many people come to mind, but really that any entrepreneur really, cause it's, I think to, to have, have a dream, have a thought, and then to work like crazy to manifest that mm-hmm. um, speaks volumes to me, and and not just because that's in that's in the position I'm in now. Even before then, um, like the women that have truly inspired me are the women who maybe didn't have it all figured out, maybe didn't know what that first step was, but they but they did it. You know, they, they were willing to learn. They were willing to be coached. They were willing to be vulnerable and put themselves out there. They were willing to have criticism and have people question what they were doing, but yet they persevered. Um, and so to me, to me, those, those are the people that are the most darling to me. Yes. I, I, I think um, I would have to agree with you as well on that. Because, you know, to start somewhere and like you said, be vulnerable is like the number one thing to being successful in life. And so I agree. What's what um, what is in your closet? (laughs) So Mm -hmm. um, mostly athletic athletic clothes. Probably. Yep. Um, I wish. So I tell you what, the fashion is probably the one area, well, not the one, but it is a area where I, I could use some help. I, I want to be fashionable and trendy, um, but I, that is an area I struggle in. So the majority of what's in my closet are, are yoga pants and tank tops. Well, I always think you look beautiful. So, but um, I love fashion as well. So I'll, I can give you some tips on that if you want. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. And then how would you describe your home decor? So my husband for a long, long time worked for a, um, for, he was in like the upper management of a furniture company. And so our home, the majority of it is like discounted furniture item. <laughs> Which you know, is appropriate right now with four kids. So it, um, like pieces that would have like a little scratch somewhere that would magically become on clearance, um, because of that little scratch that that's what's in my home, mm-hmm. which is kind of appropriate having four little kids. But, but as far as style, probably mm-hmm. somewhere between like farmhouse and like cottage chic. Yeah. So it's certainly an eclectic, an eclectic look. Yeah. But family friendly. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Well, how can my listeners find you? So, um, 
probably social media might be the easiest way. So um, if you go to Instagram, uh, my handle is at Amanda Browning Fitness. And then um, obviously you'll see everything that I'm doing, lots of stuff that my clients are doing, but there's also a little link on there where um, it's right underneath my bio and you can just click on that. It's a link tree and that will take you to um, some other ways that you, you can reach out to me. Okay, great. Well, Amanda, thank you again so much for coming on today. Oh, thank you. This was, this was so much fun and it's always such a pleasure to talk to you. Oh, thank you. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to follow Not So Darling Podcast on Instagram.